Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Redestine tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is the best of two pros and a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. So we got more movement. We got some chaos in the world of football. We are going to get into all of it coming up here in just a couple of moments from now. It's two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever you are making us a part of your Wednesday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific. Uh, is it, it is already Wednesday. Uh, and uh, it feels like the week is flying by. But how the hell are we feeling here on a hump day? How are we feeling? Yeah, it's good. Yeah? It's real good. Fired up? Yeah. yeah, feeling good, man. Excited? Feeling good. Jacked? Feeling good. To the gills? To uh, the gills. Are, by the way, are you starting to get the itch uh, with football coming around? Does your body clock start to change a little bit? Like all of a sudden it's in July, August is coming, the smell of the grass, uh, practices, all that stuff. Doesn't it get you charged up? Like, you're thinking about all the glory days back in the day? Does yours, uh, Jonas? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, th- like, this is the way I operate. I'm a football guy through and through. All right. Okay. So, you know, I mean, you, I don't know what you guys were into when you were growing up, but that's uh, I'm just a football guy all the way through. So I, I, I have to go back to the Midwest to get those smells and those feels and everything else that goes along with it. So. Yeah. So um, by the a little different in Florida. <laughs> no. It smells a little different when you got that money. Hey. That's when it smells different. You know, here's, I mean? how, it, here's how it always smells to me in, in, uh, in Southern California when we go out. It smelled like paint. It always smelled like they were painting the field green to make it look like it was actually green. <laughs> that is true. And it's hard to smell out here. A lot of people yeah. are still wearing masks. But again, uh, we leave that alone and we Jeez. move right on. Oh, come on, we're just busting balls. Sorry. God bless Lee. Godspeed. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Apparently, you still need to wear a mask. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, speaking of uh, of the West Coast, uh, what do we think of uh, the latest uh, quote unquote chaos of the world of college football? According to Brady's buddy Dennis Dodd at CBS, uh, the Big Twelve is in deep discussions about adding six Pac-12 teams: Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah. The other two would be Oregon and Washington, based on the conversations we were having yesterday. Uh, but that is the the latest uh, discussion out there. Now, the Pac-12 came out and said that they've got this. Uh, they're already negotiating uh, their media rights deal coming up <laughs> okay. in 2024. <laughs> we got this. Uh, it just, like, the, the whole thing. It feels like everybody's trying to come up with some sort of move to, to follow up on what the SEC and the Big Ten, Big Ten have done. But it seems like a lot of people are way off, uh, including the, uh, the, the Big 12 and also uh, most notably the Pac-12 based on the past couple of years. Hmm. Imagine being the Pac-12... George Klivakov, I believe is how you pronounce it. Uh, imagine being them right now and trying to have a negotiation with a TV network. And they're like, uh, how many teams do you guys have? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we know you're not going to have USC and UCLA. We know that. Uh, I just read a report. Six more teams from your conference are looking at leaving. What are we negotiating here? Like, should you go back to your household? and make sure you've got, like, however many teams you're looking at as part of your conference. Like, I don't even know how you could make a statement like, well, we're negotiating a new team. Negotiating what? You don't even know what your conference is going to look like in the next year. And how could you even possibly tell a TV network that? So it's it's poor planning. It's poor posturing. It's, once again, I mean, and I'm not throwing this on George, but, you know, it was started by Larry Scott. So we've talked about that. It's just crazy to me how there's two trains of thought that I think are so you know misplaced in this whole conversation. It's first off the thinking that the Pac-12 is going to exist in any capacity that's going to allow them to be competitive with the rest of Big Ten, SEC, ACC, even Big Twelve conferences. They're just they're not going to be able to negotiate a deal for the TV rights that's going to surpass any of those other conferences. Now, the other thing that's interesting is all those who are like, that's right, we get Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, <laughs> Utah, you put Oregon and Washington in there, we're going to have a super conference of 18 teams. You're like, okay, but here's the problem with that. What TV network's going to pay you more just because you have more teams? No one. It, this was never about, for ESPN and Fox, it was never about – trying to create this super conference of all these teams. It was trying to get and consolidate the brands. It was trying to consolidate all these top teams? brands of the SEC. All these teams, the super teams, 30 teams, <laughs> however many teams we could have. It, it, was, it was never about that. It was always about consolidating the bigger brands and taking college football from what was a regional product and making it a national product. Like, where this is going is, is, and this is where we're at, college football is the number two most consumed sport for TV networks that they could sell advertising off of. So outside of the NFL, which reigns supreme, then it's college football. And so every network, whether it's ESPN or Fox, even probably NBC Sports, CBS Sports, which is why they're part of the Big Ten rights bidding, they're all trying to gobble up some of these rights so they can showcase them through those four big-time windows, right? Noon, 3.30, 7, and then 10, which they can charge all on a Saturday. But on top of that, the gambling. 
even what will eventually be, you know, coming down the road for, you know, what is a sport that's still, you know, an amateur sport, there's still a lot of gambling involved as, as that rolls out oh, state yeah. by state. So there's a ton of money to be made in all of this, but it only really creates a draw if you have a national brand. And so is Arizona, Arizona State a national brand? No. Or Colorado or Utah? No. So the Big 12 can bring them on and act like having 18 teams is, is, is a good thing. The problem is you're dividing up all the revenue they're being paid for their TV networks mm. with additional teams. And so instead of high tides race all boats, it's well, low tides also lower all boats. Like, and that's, that's essentially what's happening here. So that's one of the biggest misnomers is just having a bunch of teams in a conference makes you more powerful. It doesn't. Right now, it's the SEC and the Big Ten because their TV rights deal is going to be the healthiest, and they're going to put, you know, pro- provide the most to those teams in those conferences. And so I, I think the theory that, oh, the SEC wants to take a bunch of ACC teams. No, not unless they value them for some reason. Not unless they're, they're a brand that they think is valued nationally or helps them grow their geographical map, however you want to you know, phrase it. I, I, don't, I don't know that they have any uh, desire to expand at this point. See, I think the ACC would be the the conference that that these other conferences would go after. I mean, the Big Ten and the SEC have already went into the ACC and taken teams. I just wonder why why focus in on the pack. I mean, I I get it the the geographical you know advantages of it. I guess in terms of expanding your your footprint. But I'm with you. If you're talking about brand and style of, of football, specifically, no, not not taking, you know, basketball into consideration. I think if you solely take football into consideration, I don't, I don't know. Oregon, sure. I think I think Oregon would probably make sense, um, because they move the needle. Uh, I, I, I guess you could say Utah, um. But I just, you know, when you think about going after all like six teams out of the pack, I don't I don't understand why that would be the movement either. Other than to think that do you believe that the product like not going into it, but but actually getting into it and saying, okay, look at the brand of football that has become the Big 12. You know, these games are entertaining. There's there is parody and in competition. It, you know, if that's what they're leaning on and that's what they're hoping for, then I guess you're taking a calculated risk, so to speak. But I'm with you on that one. If if it doesn't if it doesn't prove out to be a product that's an investable product, because I don't think that it's a okay. You do have these teams now. They're coming to the uh, to the uh, Big Twelve. Boom. Let's 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 get let's do a bigger TV deal. I think you're going to have to have time to prove that the product that you're putting out there is worth getting behind and and worth investing in. Right. I mean, none of the conferences, or excuse me, none of the schools that bring into the Big Twelve conference are any that you consider a, a powerhouse. I mean, even as 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 competitive as Oregon has been. They still haven't got to the, you know, they haven't climbed the mountain, been able to actually win one. Yeah. And so I, I think that's the hard part is, you know, you're kind of looking at like with the recent history of college football playoff. They, they've gotten there. They just haven't been able to win one. Um, here's why, if you're the SEC, there's not a need to necessarily bring on an ACC school for the one reason I just said. You're paying out to your teams, what, $60 million a year, something like that. 
why would you want to bring another team in there that you don't feel like is bringing value for football? And mind you, I didn't say college basketball because college basketball doesn't bring TV revenue. It just doesn't. Until we get the March Madness, college basketball doesn't bring the revenue we're talking about. It's, it's, a, it's a three-week sport now. It, it is. And it's, it's college football that brings the revenue. It's the regular season that brings all the revenue. And they haven't figured out a way to allow the postseason, not, not, not bowl season, but even the college football playoff, to bring the revenue to justify it. Until they expand and go to a model that looks more like the NFL and they, and they can get more advertising dollars out of it and get more people bidding on it, it, it's not, it, again, this is, all, this is all moving towards the NFL model, if you really look at it. But it's the regular season that's provided all the value for college football. And so back to the, you know, the question of, well, hey, why would an ACC team not get gobbled up by the SEC? Well, look at who's behind the movement of USC and UCLA. You can say it's the Big Ten. It's Fox. It, it's Fox trying to make sure that their windows are aligned at, at noon, 3.37, 10 p.m. They've, and they've got the inventory to do that, right? And so if you look at what's behind the SEC and those moves from Texas to Oklahoma, it was ESPN. And so ESPN owns the rights to the ACC. ESPN owns the rights to the SEC. They don't need a team to move from the ACC to the SEC just so they can pay them more per year for the rights, right? <laughs> like, I, and I don't know if the SEC wants that. Like, there might, be, there might be a school or two they're targeting and they might want to go after. But to think there's going to be this mass exodus right now just because of this move of USC and UCLA – I, I don't know that, like the Big Ten and SEC, which are sitting pretty, are like, yeah, we want to divide up this pot more. Like, we want someone who's going to come in and bring what we can guarantee is going to be viewership and value. And, and I'm not saying this because I'm biased, but like Notre Dame is the only brand out there that will. Yeah. And outside of that, like, there's just, there's not going to be the type of movement, I don't think, to the Big Ten and to the SEC that people are thinking that they're going to become all these teams, all these super conferences. Like, <laughs> it's just not going to happen. With, it's just not going to happen. With, with all these, uh, so the, the Big 12 and the Pac-12 trying to basically make counterattacks on, on what, you know, the Big 10 and SEC has done. Like, Notre Dame's value has only gone up, correct? As far as that, if that, that's the team, if you want name brand in your conference, a team that's out there, because we, they can add, listen, Oregon's nice, but Oregon's Nike. Like when people think right. of Oregon, they think of Nike. Yeah. They're not they even on different cool uniforms. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Like it's, it's all gimmicks and, and uniforms. Yeah. And the duck and the pushups and all that. But yeah. like, no, like none of those teams, duck. if you put all six of those teams together, none of them comes even close to the name brand that Notre Dame does. So I'm just wondering what's Notre Dame's next move? Like, are, are they basically I, I, waiting I, I, to see I, what happens? Yeah, they're waiting to see what happens with the Big Ten. Because you have to think about look at look at it this way. Right now, you're going to have two, uh, essentially either two or maybe three networks, and there could be a streaming portion of it that ends up you know, helping their teams profit off of. But you're going to end up with Fox and or ESPN and or maybe a, a combination of NBC Sports and CBS Sports, right, that end up having college football, having Big Ten rights. And so whoever gets left out of that, let, let's say it's, it's you know, Fox and ESPN, which is what it has been. If NBC Sports and CBS Sports get left out, then that puts a lot of leverage or, or, or gives a, I, I puts the, the ball in Notre Dame's court to then say, okay, we can continue to be independent and we can have NBC Sports and CBS Sports bid on our home games. Now, the question then becomes, what conference are we affiliated in? We, we know that the ACC, as of right now, 
all their teams have given away their grant of rights till 2036. That's a long time. And so the penalty to get out of that, it is expensive, but I'll tell people this. There are companies that finance these schools to get out of it. So it's not that hard to get out of it. If you find a place that you're going to that's going to provide you the revenue that you're looking for from that, from that TV deal from the conference, right? So it's not impossible. It's just you, know, you have to jump through some hoops to do it. So you could have a scenario where you've got NBC Sports, CBS Sports bidding on you, maybe Fox 2, I don't know, but you've got a market now. So yeah, maybe you can drive up what is the value of your you know, you know, five to, to six home games a year for Notre Dame and remain independent with a soft ACC affiliation. Or you have a scenario where they all of a sudden change the college football playoff parameters and they leave you on the outside looking in. At that point, they kind of force your hand. Or if, if Fox might say to Notre Dame now, hey, you know, you, you can wait and you can figure things out once your TV rights deal is up with NBC Sports and renegotiate with them and CBS and all that. But just so you know, if you want the best deal, you've got to join now. And if you don't join now, the deal's not going to look as good as your rights when they come up. Because once your rights come up, then that deal's going to go away because we're not going to allow you to play NBC Sports, CBS Sports off of us. You know, those conversations will happen. So, uh, honestly, it could go either way. They have leverage because I think there's going to be people who want those home games if they get left out of the Big Ten. But that doesn't mean that Fox, who holds a lot of the cards in the Big Ten, couldn't just say to them, hey, yeah, some things have changed. You know, we, we had a nice offer for you a few years ago, but that's not the case now. You know, and, and, and maybe that doesn't look as, quite as lucrative as it might look to them right now like it does USC and UCLA. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Mike check. Mike check. If you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game, what's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. Let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move. And tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever get your podcast from hey it's jonas knox and you know o'reilly auto parts you know o o o o'reilly who are in the business of keeping your car on the road o'reilly auto parts offer friendly helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs they've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock either in store or online so you never have to worry if you're in a jam the team at o'reilly auto parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car if it needs to be replaced they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts 
people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports see their kumo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be So we got the latest rumor in the NFL on a quarterback. We'll get into all that coming up here in just a couple of moments from now. It's two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever the hell you are making us a part of your Wednesday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We'll take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific. And um, no, this is not about to Sean Watson. All right, so everybody uh, just uh, relax. Uh, we're going to be all right. Uh, we do not have a uh, Deshaun Watson update. But uh, is it about the Browns? Uh, it is. Uh, and uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, who is still <laughs> – listen, they're the talk of the league. Uh, yeah, they're the talk of the league. Talk of Finally. Finally. Um, so uh, Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network uh, reported on the Pat McAfee show that uh, the Seahawks, who had been rumored to be uh, one of the most interested teams, Teams, uh, have really never been that interested in Baker Mayfield. Uh, that it's uh, you know it, it's it's the Seahawks and all these discussions. It's not really doesn't really add up or make much sense. So apparently, all that we've been hearing about Seattle and their interest in Baker Mayfield, uh, that is not the case. And it is Seattle uh, who not long ago said they had no interest in trading Russell Wilson, and uh, he's now a Denver Bronco. So I don't know what we do with this story, uh, but well, there it is. Uh, your latest. Did not say Mayfield. that yesterday. We you asked who sabotaged what was the mystery team that sabotaged the the possible trade deal with with Seattle? Yeah, I said it was Seattle. 
Okay. So there you go. Yeah. They, they self-sabotaged? Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes, sometimes the best approach to possibly getting what you want is by creating smoke, you know, smoke screens. Mm-hmm. And to be a mystery team that sabotaged the the negotiations, well, where did that come from? Like, we still have yet to know what what name of the team that is, what exactly that they did that sabotaged a almost seemingly done deal. So, to me, why wouldn't it be Seattle? And then to that point, you almost you – almost, uh, what's that called when you, you take a stock and you take the stock value down? You what, short what's it. that called? Short it, yeah. yeah. You shorted the stock. They've shorted the, the Baker Mayfield stock if you ask me, which now allows for them to go further and further with having Baker Mayfield on on the roster yeah. of the Cleveland Browns. And at some point, the Cleveland Browns have to decide, are you going to gut up and make the right, at least one time this offseason, make the right decision, which is probably to let Baker Mayfield go. Do, do you think it's that, or do you think that it got out and they realized, like, oh, we won't have to overpay for him. So let's just uh, let's just put out another mystery team. And then, that's one hundred percent what it is. It was almost like, like I mean, there's been that idea has been floated about Elon Musk and Twitter, right? Like he doesn't really he want to buy it, Twitter, but then he didn't but, buy it, right? But right. It, it was yeah. be, and it was because they're like, oh, he's using all the bots, even though like a third of the accounts are bots. He was like using that as an excuse because Twitter wouldn't give up their algorithms as to how they go about checking these bots. So maybe he could, you know, pay less for the company. It was like all this stuff, right? Maybe that was what they were doing. Maybe they're pulling Elon Musk and like trying to throw out a smoke screen. They're like, well, wait a second, we get this can get this guy for way cheaper. We don't want to negotiate against ourselves here. You know, Lavar, I want to ask you something because you said uh, the Cleveland Browns will do something right uh, for the first time or something along those lines of this offseason. Yep. Are you saying that they they haven't done things right so far this offseason? Like, what do it you, doesn't what do appear. You mean? What do you mean by by interpretation? It does not appear that they've done <laughs> it, um, anything really right. This you mean like the Amari like the Amari Cooper? deal or was this more about Jadevian Clowney? That's a good deal. That was a good good deal. It's a good deal. Jadevian Clowney resigning? Was that not a... Like, I'm just trying to figure out what what you're referring to. Well, Clowney signed back to to play with Deshaun Watson. (laughs) That's true. Which makes it a bad deal. (laughs) Which makes it a bad deal. So that that (laughs) one is out of there. Which makes it a bad deal. If that's your justification when you're a free agent for signing, it's like, well... I mean, if you would have said Tom Brady, okay. Aaron Rodgers, like Patrick Mahal, okay. I do Who's coming off a, a suspension Uh-oh. quasi and all this? Like, I don't know if I'm going to put my all eggs in that basket. Okay, let me let me ask you guys this. What do you think, if every team is on the table, every team in the NFL, yeah. what what is the best situation for Baker Mayfield to play, contribute at this point in the offseason with, with the NFL season starting up in a couple of months? Like, what, what is the best situation for him starting right now? If he's going to go... Okay, because I think it's Cleveland mm. I, I, because mm. we're late in the process. If he gets dealt somewhere and, and he's probably and, and Brady made this point last week, you know, he's probably a little frustrated because now, you know, you, 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 training camp's coming up. You haven't had a lot of time to work with anybody. We heard about Cam Newton talk about this going to New England as late as he did in the process a couple of years ago, that that sort of led, you know, to some of the struggles that he had there. 
like he knows the offense, he knows the team, he knows the roster, he doesn't have to go anywhere. I think for him and for the Browns, staying in Cleveland is the best case scenario for him. Can you imagine him walking into the front door and walking into meetings and the team meeting room and hearing like every you know how you have those movies where the the paranoia is is so high and then it's like in slow motion and Baker's looking around the room and people are whispering and you'll see one person here and there that's looking at Baker but people are continuing to whisper and 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 he has that nervous breakdown like why are you why is everybody talking about me like what are you saying and nobody's really saying anything you know what I mean like I think there's something to I'm I'm kind of joking I'm really joking I'm being sarcastic <laughs> but but I think there's something to the the idea of of what Baker Mayfield will have to to mentally and emotionally deal with going back into the building and playing for the Cleveland Browns I think that there's you know I think that's going to be tough I don't know that that's the best situation for for him. But it, it's the most sensible at this point. But Dude, I don't think it's the best. He, it, it's a, it, it's a divorce waiting to happen, and he's doing it for the kids. I mean, that's mm. that's what this is. Like both sides, though, they're going their separate ways. If he comes and back back and play, it's like you're doing it for the kids. <laughs> like you're just keeping this thing together for the, another year before the kids get out of the house and you look at each other and you go, "Yep, we knew this was coming." Like you know, how many that's people, where we're at. You know, how many people are driving right now, just nodding their head, like, "God, he's right." Like, I mean, for real. Like that's that's what this is. I mean, they, the it's like you got to be his career, right? It's not his teammates. You know, he's not doing it to preserve his teammates. I mean, it's got the kids have got to be his career. Yeah, I'm however doing you want to put preserve it. my career. I'm just saying your kids going into his senior year of high school, you mom and dad don't want to ruin it for them, right? You know, <laughs> hey, you know, so how is that what was the greatest year of your life? Well, sure as hell wasn't my senior year when my parents split up. Like that's that's kinda what right. it is. I'm just saying, right. like yeah, I remember having two graduation parties. It stunk. Um mm. that's what we're venturing into here. <laughs> Hold on a second. You get two graduation parties? I don't know. I'm just, I'm assuming. I mean, you get like two Christmases too, right? You know? Really? Yeah, probably. I don't know. I mean, do we need to go to the phone lines for this? No, I don't don't think it seems like a a dark path to go down uh, to hear from some of those people. Tell me I'm wrong. That's what it sounds like right now. I I just wonder what, because there's all this this other report. Christmas has got to be pretty good. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's got to be dope. It's like the families were like, they'll celebrate multiple holidays, right? They'll celebrate like, you know. Hanukkah as well as Christmas or, you know, quads or something else as well as Christmas. Like, I know families who do that. And I'm like, man, that's a pretty good deal for the kids. I think I don't know how it works out for the parents, but it works out for the kids well. You see, and if your in-laws are around or, or uh, if they're, you know, somewhere in the vicinity, then you get two Christmases. You get two. Although I will say this, two Thanksgivings, bit too much. All right, two Christmases is fine because somebody does it on Christmas Eve oh, and then you got just, Christmas Day. Two Thanksgiving depends. gets a bit, a bit much. Yeah. It is. This just has just to do depends. with Jonas not wanting to eat too much It's food. just too much food, dude. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't need. You, I don't didn't need go, to, you didn't make your rounds to your grandparents? parents how no, like I, I know when i grew up back in the day when like you know being young actually was different you actually knew your family um <laughs> we we went to a, both grandparents' home you know we we started at my dad's house we ended at my mom's house or my mom's parents house and and so that was that was part of it you had to pace yourself 
you know, get get you a nice little plate at, at your dad's parents' house. But then you knew you were going over to your other grandparents' house, and the food tastes different. Yeah. Now, I yeah. was lucky. Both my grandparents could cook, so the food was really good, but it was different. You know, I had one parent, that grandparent, that they were from Virginia, and it was a more Southern-style, Virginia-style, Southern-style. And then I had parent, grandparents that were from Alabama, and and that was Southern, Southern-style. So, uh, you know. You just had to be prepared. So I, I don't think that's that's you can't you can't underrate having multiple meals on Thanksgiving, bro. Now Not you to mention yeah. the football. You know, you know what I miss days, about it. You know. Remember the food coma like you go into now. Oh as a gosh. kid, and you're you immune sleep from anywhere. It. Yeah, but as a kid, like you get all that energy, so you're immune to it. You can yeah. put down a lot of food, a lot of gravy, stuffing, whatever you want, yeah. and you just bounce back. Like, all right, time to go outside and play again. Like, play. Yeah, as a true. parent, it's over. It is like someone drugs you, yeah. and just, literally, you cannot help but sink into a couch. <laughs> it's so sad because you could be in an unfamiliar. I remember one year we went to to my wife's. Um, one of her f- very close friends that from the gym, we went to their house for, for Thanksgiving and I, and I, and I passed out like you'll pass out no matter where you are. I was in an unfamiliar environment. They, I could have woke up tied up, you know, we could have all been tied up something. <laughs> you I don't know. That? I, I wasn't the protector that I was supposed to be. My kids looking at me gagged like dad, why you do this to us? All you had to do was stay awake. You know, you ate the Turkey the jumper you know? cables around your wrist, uh, attached and, to a chair. I mean, I mean like, like light outside, dark outside. When I woke up, like, <laughs> I was knocked out, you know. All right, it was, Dad, good. It now, was good turkey. Now, were you having booze, too? Were you drinking at the same time, or was it uh, just the um, food? It was probably more so the food. Okay. Yeah, I'm not right. I'm not a heavy boozer. I'm not a well, heavy guy. I'm I not just, heavy with, with the drink. Cause I, th- I think it you know seems appropriate uh, if it's on food, but if you've been having cocktails and you pass out, then it you know, sometimes can be a bad look, depending yeah, on who you're you. around. Um, uh, although I, w- I will say this. um I had potato salad for Fourth of July. No, you didn't. No, hold on a second. I this I year Fourth of July. Yeah, this year Fourth of July. Let me. I, you don't I, eat mayonnaise. You don't eat mayonnaise. That's not. I'm not, I'm not even going to take the bait on that. You joke. were trying. Okay. Look, you were trying to say you do, and you couldn't even get it out. Of I, your mouth. Beca- I could because I knew. <laughs> You couldn't you even don't. get it out. Yeah, okay. You don't. I, that, that's okay. I'm not even going to play the game. I, I know. I know where this this whole thing is going. Uh, I know. Exactly, I know exactly where you're trying to bait me into. But I have it like probably twice a year, and I don't know why I don't have it more. It's fantastic. Nice. No. Uh, well. <laughs> Well, that's more than twice a year. I'm talking about potato salad. All right, I don't know why I don't have it more I than I do. Salad. It's unbelievable. It depends on how it's made. Yeah, it depends on how it's made, though. Some people make it good. Some people, I don't. I don't care for it too much. So, what do you get? Just what, depends. So, what, what's your preference on potato salad? What is your? I, I like. I like less is more. Like I don't need all this. Like some people put like what like celery and stuff in it and all that. Like so, you don't like don't a lot need, of mayonnaise. No, I like a lot of mayonnaise. I just don't like a mm. lot of extra stuff in there, like the potatoes. Um, what else do they put in potato salad? That's uh, about it. Huh? I don't know. Mustard. I don't eat any. I don't eat any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just I know Relatable. I like the lesser. Like just, I like the red skin potatoes potato wow. salad where wow. it doesn't have too much stuff in it. It's just more about 
the the mayonnaise and the potatoes versus anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Extra extra mayo there. Nope. 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 Uh, I love mayo. (laughs) I do love some mayo. I'm going to lie. Nope. Nope. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their bridgestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Right now, though, welcome in the great Petros Papadakis, co-host of the Petros and Money Show on The Blowtorch, AM570 yeah. LA Sports, yeah. analyst for Fox here, covering college. 
football and a proud alum of USC who is on the way yeah. to the Big Ten. Yeah. Yeah. Big Ten. Yeah. Big Ten, baby. They're back. I went on the Big Ten network yesterday. How was How'd it? That feel? I don't yeah. know. I mean, like, I. <laughs> Uh, Give a taste hair, that SoCal. I literally had like a beard and really long hair yesterday, and I was in a, my yoga class, and I got a text from the the Big Ten guy, and they wanted me to go on with that guy with the ski slope nose. Uh, he's a good host. Uh, <laughs> Dave. Yeah. Dave, yeah, yeah. Rev, Rev, Revazine. Uh, Dave Revzin. Yeah, yeah. Revzin. Yeah, what? I mean, I mean, it's new to me. And uh, <laughs> geez, is it? How did it feel? <laughs> I mean, that was all right. You know, I went on there. I got a haircut. I shaved. And I went on the Big Ten Network to express myself. But I'm technically uh, on vacation right now. So I'm not doing the show today. Uh, I'm doing this show. And everybody, even Sean Salisbury is calling me. And it's really annoying because this happens every time I try to take a couple days off. Uh, One time I tried to go to Hawaii with my wife. And it was the day that USC sanctions came down. <laughs> and I spent the whole time on, you know, the phone did doing interviews. Did they do anything wrong? I mean, Leiter keeps trying to convince me they did nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah, there was some discrepancies, you know, based on the rules. <laughs> based on the rules. <laughs> it was fine. We were good. <laughs> Nothing to see here. You guys definitely were fine and good. Uh, that is you were, certain. You were really fine. I yeah, no, it was a different time in college football. And uh, there is such a thing as a lack of institutional control. There's no doubt about that. And How that close was, that was are taking we to it now? There. How close are we to that right now? Where? To lack of institutional control. Yeah, but where? In oh, the whole man. thing? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it certainly is a rickety time, but like I said this stuff 10 years ago. I said we were moving to giant conferences, and I said that geography and tradition be damned. And I also thought that it was going to be really painful, and it is. I mean, it sucks for teams that we all kind of like that I've traveled to and enjoyed, like Corvallis and... Yeah. Pullman, Washington. Pullman. Yeah. Cal and Stanford, I think, might fade into more of an academic kind of thing. The, I mean, Cal's football program exists, exists much to the chagrin of, like, most of the campus. And Stanford's, I mean, are they going to still play big-time football? Which is sad because you think about Aaron Rodgers, Marshawn Lynch, uh, Andrew Luck, John Elway, Jim Plunkett. You know, there's a lot of history in the Pac-12 that's just being exploded because of a really bad TV deal that a lot of people warned about about a decade ago, and that is what killed the conference. And wow. sure, there's some selfishness involved to make money and, and everybody, but if you're USC and you've been sitting around watching Purdue make a hundred more million dollars than you or something stupid like that, 200 yeah. more million dollars in the last 10 years, it's really hard to compete. So. I think this is just a really hard kind of pulling off of the scab or taking the Band-Aid off from college football eventually getting out from under the NCAA. Which it will be interesting to see when that happens because I I do think that that day is rapidly approaching. I want to talk about the Pac-12 now. It it just seems like, at least from the TV network's perspective, Petros, they're always kind of up against it because you don't have as many windows 
as you do on, on the eastern seaboard, or at least, at least in the eastern time zone, to capitalize off of, right? There's really only two as opposed to three when you look at that noon, 3.30, 7 p.m. How much of that it played a role? I mean, I'm just telling you what I've, I've, the conversations I've had. Yes, but, of but, but but how much of that plays a role amongst what happened with like Larry Scott, his leadership? You kind of point back to that and just go, "This is where it started." And no, ended. no. <laughs> I mean, look, people watch the games at night. There's a reason they put them on. People watch the games all day and all night. The problem for the Pac-12 in many ways it was that not enough of their games were early enough to where somebody would do something and you would run the highlight 500 times while you sit at that desk and comment the same time on the same run from the same guy that plays for Stanford or Cal or something in the same way we would do with Oklahoma, Texas, Alabama, Ohio State, Notre Dame, teams that play earlier in the day. You don't get the highlight hammered into everybody's skull all day. So that part of it, I think, Brady, is pretty valid. But as far as what happened, look – Money was being doled out. People were getting their ass paid for TV rights a decade ago. The iron was hot. Everybody was partnering up. Everybody that partnered with a TV company made money hand over fist because that was the deal. The Pac-12 made a horrible error deciding to own their own content, realized that it had no value that way, did not know how to make their own TV network, did not have the distribution within their own footprint, which is a cardinal sin. And all of those things, I mean, you might be right, Brady, about the time slots, but all of those things make that point moot with the way things started off. I mean, you can't start off a race and cut off your leg at the, at the, the line right before everybody starts running. And that's basically what they did. And we watched them bleed out for the last 10 years. Has USC sucked? Yes. And I've often said that. There's two things wrong with the Pac-12. USC sucks, and the TV deal is worse than that. But now I look back on it, Brady, like has Oklahoma been relevant the last decade in college football? Yeah. They've had Heisman winners. They compete at a high level. People talk about Jalen Hurts like he walks on water, you know, when he was playing well early in that season. So what is it? They still left. They still took the SEC money. Texas, a little bit more like USC in the last 10 years, went with them. So, you know, I don't know. I I, I don't know if it's a time slot thing. I don't know if it's a a TV uh, viewership thing. It was a TV deal thing. And it's kind of sad because it's all about money and dollars and cents. But I guess that's where we are. Petros, how do you think USC matches up in the Big Ten? Uh, Seeing that a lot of people speculated that Lincoln Riley didn't want any part of the SEC, so he took the (laughs) USC money only to find out, oops, we're going to the Big Ten in a couple of years. You ever seen that statue of Red Grange in (laughs) Champaign-Urbana? You know, it's pretty sweet. You know, you ever ever feel Camp Randall shaking for a song that's 30 years old? Uh, Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. For me, uh, I we think got Brady's our asses kicked after that that song came on. By the way, it's tough. Um, Those, yeah, you know, I, I was there for it, Lavar. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the tough. <laughs> that's one of the tough parts about uh, college football, and fun parts too, is that you know these are young people, 
and young people are not accustomed to being in a stadium full of people screaming for your your life. That's why, you know, seniors, juniors, guys with more experience are really valuable at the college football level. But guys freak out. They make mistakes. And the crowds can really intimidate people. At the, at the pro level, that's just not supposed to happen. But in college, it does. And it's pretty cool. And that's a big part of it. And these are going to be foreign places to the Trojans and Bruins and whoever else is going. And that's one part of it. The other part of it, and Brady and I were talking about this off the air, is that USC's not built to run the ball and stop the run right now. I mean, they have two years to figure it out and actually develop some linemen. And I've seen people do it faster than that. But it used to be in the Pac-12, all you worried about weather-wise was if you got caught in Pullman, Washington in November or at night in November, which happened to me in my career. And, you know, I'm from California. I put everything I had on in the locker. I look like the effing Michelin man. Uh, and now it's like there's three landmines in November and late October, potentially for all of these teams, Lincoln, Purdue, oh, you know. That's what you guys think. The weather gets, starts getting bad in October, pal. Right, that's what I'm saying. It can be a lot more than that. Well, you know, I mean, USC, USC every other year, they always have that Notre Dame thing floating around oh, in that's October, like too. Of October. Yeah, it's always nice. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, these things are – and USC's just not built that way. I mean, you need to get a Sam Backer that's, you know, strong in his, in his ass and sand and line up on the freaking line of scrimmage and grab the tight end by the neck. And I loved all the stuff that people were tweeting about with, you know, here's USC when Iowa comes out with three tight ends and Kinnick. And there's like a picture of a guy going, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that part of it, I think, I know, but I, and if we understand that, I'm sure Lincoln Riley and those guys understand it. But if they think that they're going to go into the conference and run by people, I, I think they have another thing coming, especially as Brady pointed out, because, you know, much like uh, some of the L.A. media, when it comes to the weather in the Midwest, I need a guy like Mike Bone to tell me, you don't even know. <laughs> You, you guys don't even know I'm crazy. Hey, is he still excited? Yeah. Is, is he still excited? I'm sure he is. I mean, they're getting a lot more money, but this <laughs> stuff happened. I mean, we had Martin Jarmond on yesterday, the guy, the UCLA athletic director. Yeah. He came from the Big Ten, right? Yeah, he was Michigan State and a couple of Happened way. Yeah, he came from Michigan State, Ohio State, and most recently yeah. he was at uh, Boston College. So it's kind of like he's bringing the Big Ten uh, out west. But, I mean, this whole thing was orchestrated by people above the athletic director's heads and everybody's got to get in line and adjust and take their two years to try to figure it out. There's so much money to be made. I don't think it's beyond the pale that USC and UCLA should invest in some kind of hotel or a hub in Indianapolis or a place like that for road trips and and things of that nature. I mean, UCLA has 25 sports. I mean, that's a huge, huge gambit of programming for the Big Ten Network. So that part of it is all pretty interesting. But look, when I started broadcasting, I worked for USC. And 
very early, about 2004, around the time nobody was breaking any rules at USC. Uh, <laughs> I, started, I don't know what you're talking about, Petros. I, I, never, I hear on good authority there's nothing illegal going on back then. Oh, no, I was there. And I'll tell you what, I was like, gosh, it's almost like I'm working in a utopian society. <laughs> I felt like I lived with Wonder Woman's family, you know, before she left. And... Uh, in she lives in Bethesda. In the Amazon or the Isle of Lesbos or wherever. Oh, uh, oh <laughs> Hey, you guys, hey, the Isle of Lesbos is a real place, by okay. the way. Okay. Yeah. It is. Right. And they're lesbians. And they're very, very uh, unhappy about what's happened to the, the, because, you know, they're like, hey, we are lesbians. And, oh well, God. you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you know why that's called, uh, they're called lesbians and uh, the whole thing, uh, became the definition of a female on female love no you know? why is that because a great oh. a great greek philosopher a yeah. woman named sappho was from lesbos the island lesbos yeah yes. i'm looking it up now yeah she sappho is from lesbos and she wrote of women making out and things like that and that became called sapphic love and anybody who was involved in that kind of relationship became a lesbian, because Sappho was from the Isle of Lesbos. Huh. Just, just to di- like verify this, I just looked it up on Wikipedia. A hundred percent says that exact thing. Wow. Petros is a hundred percent spot on. Thank well, you. I can also right verify now. that no one broke any rules at USC back in the early. But anyway, my point is what I was saying is when I started working uh, the conference and doing the Pac-10 game of the week with the great Barry Tompkins, the guy that called. Oh. Get ready for World War Three. Great, the, great boxing announcer too. Yeah, one of the oh, best man. of all time. He taught me how to broadcast, and a wonderful man. And uh, Barry and I went all around the conference, and he was a Bay Area guy. And I fell in love with the conference. And in 2013, they added Colorado and and Utah. And I, I spent a Thanksgiving with my pregnant wife in Salt Lake City. I had a cheeseburger with Norm Chow at the hotel bar. <laughs> For Thanksgiving, you know, that kind of thing, I, I'm really going to miss. I, I love the conference. I, I'm going to miss the conference. I'm going to miss USC versus Cal and all those things. And I don't know what's going to happen. I, I hope that everybody finds a suitable home and a good TV deal so they can compete at a high level or the level that they want to compete at. But at the same time, I understand why USC and UCLA had to kind of take their own relevance into their hands if they were going to continue to really try to play big-time college football. Well, listen, Petrus, we know what's going to happen. We know. Hawaii's coming to the Pac-12. Let's to go. Save yeah. the day. To hey, save hey, the by damn the way, day. Petros, if the, if the six teams do move to the Big 12, yeah. like is, is Pac-12 going to try to just add on more teams, or are they just going to cease to exist at that point? Wouldn't it feel like they would dissolve? Yeah, you know? that's what I, I mean. Think. I, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but it feels like Washington State and – some of my Golden other State, favorite teams are going to yeah, the Beavs, man. I love the Beavs. Uh, they might end up in the Mountain West or some kind of model like that. And really, that's what their TV deal has been anyway over the last yeah. you know, 10 years. So that's what happened. Larry Scott turned the Pac-12 into the Mountain West. And the, people, and the Mountain West is a good conference, but it's not a Power Five. I mean, the bottom of it has UNLV. That's the, uh, very different from the bottom of a lot of other conferences. And I got to say, uh, it's really tough, but it's been like this for 10 years, and, and people have just ignored it. 
get him on Twitter at the old P Petros Papadakis on vacation. Kind enough to join us here uh, on a Wednesday morning and getting up early. But uh, will I do Sean Salisbury in an hour? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you will, will not do Sean Salisbury. <laughs> uh, Pete, Maybe let's, three hours. Uh, let's do it again. Uh, let's do it again next week. Huh? Don't you what get do you tired say? of doing the same highlight over and over, Brady? No, no. We don't. Yeah, come on. All the time. It's part of all, all the time. The, the, the game is to see how you can make it different or make yeah. people laugh or have like an inside joke uh, within that. That's that's the yeah. game I think you try to play. I'd rather hey. be the guy introduced and just, you know, stiff arm somebody very lightly in the temple. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, today's highlight was the island of Les Lobos, you know, all that stuff. Lesbos. Yeah. Yeah. Lesbos. Yeah. Yeah. Los Lobos is from East L.A. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> Kiko and the Lavender Moon. Oh, man. Uh, Petros, enjoy vacation. <laughs> Thank you. I'll talk to you Thanks, guys Pete. next week. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.